0: Prepare to attack as a collaboration between Mash Those Buttons, WaWaz Bootcamp, and Mayhem.gg. Visit MashthoseButtons.com to learn more about our shows. Visit WaWaz Bootcamp on Discord to get coaching on your favorite Overwatch characters. Visit Mayhem.gg for live coaching streams and VODs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Prepare to Attack, a podcast series that aims to improve your understanding of Overwatch and its characters. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, Overwatch basics, basic mechanics, maps, and game types. Uh, I am Jared, also known as John. Ja, I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blaze and Blob. Hey, hey, hey! All right, and we're also here with Coach uh, of Wawa's Bootcamp, Woostus. Hey there. Yeah, so like I said, we're going to get into the Overwatch basics. You know, if you're new to the game or, you know, maybe you've been playing Overwatch a little bit, you just want to get a bit of a better understanding of how the game works and, you know, the objectives and what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. We're going to just kind of touch on that here. So, Bruce, this. what are some basics that, you know, everybody should know, like just getting right into the game? Yeah,
1: so Overwatch is a 6v6 team-based game where it's class-based as well. So you pick, each person picks of a list of heroes, and the heroes can be DPS or the offense class, the defense class, which are kind of like more a special scenario, I would say, the tank class, which are higher health, usually lower mobility, but not always, and then the healers, which can heal their teammates back up. The teams will attack or defend an objective and that goes, you know, so this team will be attacking first and this team will be defending first or whatever. And then, or they can fight for control over a objective. Each character that you can pick from has abilities and gameplay styles that can be used with your team to, you know, attack the objective or to capture a point or however, or to kill the enemy in some cases. Gotcha. Uh,
2: These abilities, would you say that they're kind of like uh, abilities that are in MOBAs also?
1: Yeah, so they're similar in a way. It's most characters have the two abilities. Some have one and some will have three. Most of them have cooldowns. So you don't want to always be using them all the time. But at the same time, you do want to be using them because a lot of the time they're very effective. Some examples of ones that don't have cooldowns would be, you know, Soldier 76 Sprint, uh, Lucio's Crossfade, which is switching between healing and speed, uh, Zenyatta putting his orbs on teammates and uh, Reinhardt putting his shield up for example. Okay.
0: Now, uh, a big part of Overwatch and, you know, most of the VODs that you watch or video, like, you know, plays of the games that you'll see will involve ultimates. So why don't you talk a little bit about ultimates and what they are?
1: Yeah, so ultimates are a huge part. So it's a essentially super ability, I would say, but it requires charging, and you can get charging by healing teammates or dealing damage to the enemy and using some abilities they are game-changing and they should be done with your team so definitely don't you know use your ultimate and waste it because you're not with your team for some reason
2: they also count up too like they will you will gain ultimate charge without doing anything but it's very very slow yes correct
0: right so yeah you don't just want to sit around and wait for your ultra charge and then go do something.
2: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> if you every- were to to die and then be running back to, to the point, but you have 96 ult, you could probably tell your team that you're going to have ult when you get back.
0: Right, yeah. Now, uh, before we move on to the next part, uh, when you're talking about composing your teams, right, uh, you want to make sure that the character that you pick works with other characters, whether it be you have abilities that kind of match up or you um, have uh, ultimates that match up. Uh, What do you say so, Ustas?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of ultimate synergies in the game, but I would say just, you know, general rules would be you always need to have at least one healer. Often you need to have two healers. I would say most of the time, two is the best case. You need to make sure that you have enough damage, so you want to have those DPS. You want to make sure that you have those big tanks that can, you know, Take some of the focus fire and make a presence, I would say, against the enemy team. So some of the more standard team compositions would be maybe two, two, two. So two tanks, two DPS and then two healers, as well as some others that are sometimes, you know, solo tank and then three DPS. But ninety nine percent of the time you're going to see two healers and then tanks and DPS.
0: Right. And that, that that goes out specifically to my to my console friends out there who I I constantly see on console one healer, and they're like, "No, it's okay. We don't need another." I'm like, "No, it's not okay. (laughs) It's it's definitely not okay."
2: You just have one, then, and the team sees that you just have one. They focus the one healer, and then you are without heals, and you will eventually lose the fight. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Let's uh, move on to uh, a little bit, you know, more about, about the movement and positioning, basic movement and positioning and overwatch.
1: Yeah. So you can move in four cardinal directions with W, A, S, and D, as well as you can click W and A, and you can move forward and to the left. And that's just basic stuff. You can jump and some abilities increase your movement. Positioning kind of means that, you know, like if you're a sniper, you may want to stay high ground uh, in order to, get a better position, stay out of the way of other enemies, and also making sure that you're with your team and maybe if you have a Reinhardt on your team, you're behind his shield so that you're not taking damage from the enemy. Um, just making sure that you're not too far up and maybe in the face of the enemy in the middle of their team. Very important.
0: All right, yeah. That's, you want, yeah there's lots of ways to punish people who are out of position in, in this game um yeah, mostly absolutely. with de- with death you get punished with death <laughs> if you if you if you're not in the right place at the right time so when we get into the individual episodes for each character we will be talking positioning w- way more in detail for that character so we're not going to bring that in yeah, too much here
2: it kind of varies depending on the class and specific character you are playing uh one thing to bring up though you just talked about death that is probably the biggest thing in overwatch is try not to die it uh, it sounds like a really dumb thing but it really will if you work on not dying that will improve every basic mechanic
0: yeah i would say definitely other shooters uh sacrificial deaths aren't necessarily that big of a deal but in overwatch it is because i mean as uh, a five fight and overwatch is much bigger deal than like, let's say a three V five Counter strike, you know, like it is, it is a, it is a tremendous deal, making sure that you're alive and helping your teammates. And I think another very important, uh, thing to bring up is the fact that even though we're, we're you know, we're talking like, you know, make sure you don't die dying and not dying is very important, which it is. But, Overwatch, like, the the objective isn't necessarily to get kills all the time. You have objectives you want to get, and of course, killing enemy team, uh, the enemy team will help you get those objectives. But you don't just want to be chasing characters around uh, the map while you're not getting the objective, because many matches have been lost because you know a soldier or Genji or Pharaoh was off the point while they were killing somebody else. So you know you do want to keep that in mind that it's not all about killing
2: Yeah, play with your
0: team absolutely yes. yeah, so let's talk about uh the different game types that you can find in overwatch let's talk payload first how would you how would you describe payloads to somebody
1: So payload starts where there's the attack and the defense team, and the attacking team's objective is to push the payload to various checkpoints. And the payload is a cart that moves as you're standing next to it, and if you're standing in the zone, it moves. However, if there's more people next to it, it'll move faster. So if there's one person on it for the attacking team, then it'll move at 100% speed. Two people, it's 116.5 speed. And three people, it's 133% speed. And then once you get to four, five, and six, it caps out at 133%. But if there's a defender who's also in the zone of the payload, then it'll be contested and it won't move at all. Um, As well, if you wait a little bit and there's no attackers on the payload, it will start to passively go backwards.
2: Another thing to to note is that the payload actually does heal the, the team that's on offense. So it actually does heal you at a slow but substantial rate.
1: Yeah, it heals uh, for 10 healing per second for people who are in the zone of it.
0: Right, yeah. So I mean, this... Tons of reasons to be on the payload, but for some reason, nobody's ever on the payload. <laughs> so yeah, you you want to stick close to the payload. Um, I mean that that's that that's that's how you're gonna win the game. I mean, when, we're not gonna like, dig too deep into it right now. The difference between the wind conditions of you know normal play and competitive play, uh, but there's really no reason for you not to be around the payload in either case. You know, so. Unless you're the only person, there's six people on the team and they're around the payload, and you need to survive. You got to use your head a little bit. <laughs> you know, got got to use your head. Yeah. So um, the
2: basic is just try and keep three on it for for sure. That's going to be your your best bet. If you <laughs> see two, you should probably go ahead and be the third, or at least ask your team
0: to have three on it at all times. Absolutely. Uh the next game mode is assault, which is also called two c p or two control point. Why don't you talk a little bit about assault?
1: yeah, so two c p maps or assault maps or two control point maps, whatever you want to call them, uh work a similar way uh in this case, there's again an attack and defense team, and the defense team is let out and they hold the first point, and the attacking point or the attacking team's goal is to capture the first point and once you're in the zone, if you're on the attacking team, you begin to capture the point. And the more people that are on the zone, uh, means you're capturing it faster. And I believe that does not cap out at speed, actually. So you can have six people on it and it will cap faster than five people, for example. And so... In the defending team it works a similar way with the payload, where if you're all if a defense or if a defending player is also on the point, then it will be contested and the capture progress will be stalled until either the defender is dead or all of the attackers are dead.
2: Yeah, you can't actually gain any any control of it while even just one defender is
0: on it. All right, it has to be completely cleared off and you have to be touching the point like if you're far hovering above the
1: point is not going to help you win as well when you're attacking when if you're the attacking team there's checkpoints on each point so if you get 33% of the point then it will when it when you get off the point it'll drop back down and it'll once it gets to that 33 mark it'll stop and then it's the same thing with 66 and it's the same thing obviously with 100%. Uh so if you get 32% then it's a little bit unlucky and it'll drop back down to 0% but if you get 34% then it'll go back to 33% and you won't have to capture as much to fully take the point.
0: Yeah, it makes it definitely much easier. It doesn't make you feel like your efforts are Wasted if you get ninety nine percent of the point and then somebody just happens to pop their ultimate and clear your old team and now you're back at square one. That's very demoralizing. Actually, it's still demoralizing when you when you, you have to go back to sixty six percent. It's just not uh, nearly as as bad. And so, in and in
2: game, they refer to those thirty three percent blocks as ticks. Did we get one or two ticks?
0: Yeah yeah good point uh so assault maps i think it's important to uh bring up the fact that usually the first point on an assault map favors the attacking team they have a, a shorter distance to the first point and the second point favors the defending team when they, they have a short distance to that and there's actually so um you know, I guess some conversation around sometimes the defending team may have too much of an advantage on the second point, uh, because you know maybe it's right around the corner for them. But one thing that uh, sh- we should note here is that is the overtime mechanic, which affects all of the maps. Where you know once once the timer is done, the game time's up, and you go into overtime. First of all, the spawn times increase by two, from 10 seconds to 12 seconds at the very least. Uh, and then, you know, the overtime counter, like the, there's a little bar that comes and says overtime as time progresses, it'll empty faster. So at first when you're in overtime and you're in, let's say you have, you're an attacker and you're on the point and you get knocked off the point, the bar is going to move down a little slowly after about a minute of that, or maybe even 90 seconds of that, the bar is just gonna drop down as soon as somebody steps off the point because overwatch wants the game to be over at that point you know they, they don't want to keep yeah. it contested forever
2: it'll get to the point to where it'll go so quickly that tracers blink move even though she doesn't actually leave the point she'll blink and that makes her leave for that split second and then overtime will end in that short of a time
0: so uh but Yeah, let's move on to hybrid maps, um, which is basically
1: a hybrid of payload and assault.
0: So you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so hybrid maps work how the first point the defending team defends a point and the attacking team tries to capture the point. And it works the same way. So you have the ticks, as they're called, and... um, it's essentially normal, but once that point is captured, then a payload appears from, you know, Oh, uh, sometimes a door opens and it comes out from there. But then the goal for the attacking team is to push this payload through the various checkpoints to the end of the map or as far as they can get it. And the defending team's goal is to defend the payload and to prevent it from getting as far as the uh, attacking team wants to get it. And so, it and the payload works the same way as an assault payload. So it's got that ten healing per second, and it moves the fastest with three people, and that's all the same. Right. Now,
0: I think it's important to note that the difference between with payload King of the Hill and uh, not sorry, payload hi- assault and then hybrids, there's a difference in wind conditions from normal to competitive. In normal mode, when you are uh, on an assault. Uh, or when you're on a payload map or a hybrid map to win, you have to push that payload all the way to the end on competitive. You just have to push the payload farther than the opposite than, than, than enemy team. So even if you don't make it all the way to the end, you can, you know, as long as you push it one meter further, actually not even one whole meter further, <laughs> you know, you will, your team will get the win, but in normal or, or quick play, you won't get the win. Uh, if you if you don't push it all the way to the end, and that's because quick play is not supposed to be as serious as competitive. Even though you will meet lots of people who are treating it like competitive matches, <laughs> but you know it's it's really not supposed to be as serious. Uh, yeah, so in uh,
2: in competitive, when you go on offense second, uh, you'll actually see a graphical yellow indication on the ground of of the payload and how far exactly where you need to push it to to win
0: yeah, you will see that uh salt maps uh, or two c p maps is another one where in order to win, you have to get both points, but in uh competitive, you have to basically if let's say if team a attacks they get point a and they only get uh fifty percent on point b. As the second team going, then when you're on attack, you have to definitely get the first point and get at least fifty-one percent on the second point. So it does change; it does change a bit, and you know the tactics are a little bit different. Way like, okay, we just need to get this much, and you know you might want to change your comp to to help you work with that. But that's something you should discuss with your team, not that decision to make by yourself. (laughs) You know everything in comp, comp, you should be talking and discussing with your team or competitive. we do have one more game mode to go
1: to go over, and that's King of the Hill. You want to talk about, about King of the Hill? Yeah, so King of the Hill is um, either a best of three or best of five. It's best of three if you're in the normal quick play mode, and then it's best of five if you're in competitive mode. And it works very similar to the uh, two CP map points um, in that there is a zone that you need to stand in, and the more people that stand in the zone, the faster you cap. But the difference here is essentially both teams are attacking. So uh, once the spawn doors open, the point is locked for 30 seconds, and it gives both teams time to kind of set up a around the point and get ready and then once that unlocks, the teams essentially will fight each other or they can fight each other earlier to take control of the point. And the goal in the control points is to get the point to 100% because once that point is captured, it starts ticking up in the percents until it reaches 100 and then you would win that map. And then obviously it's best of three, so it would go to the second one or the third one, or if you're in competitive, best of five.
2: And we should point out that those that those game types all come with three unique maps. Uh, so, uh, and it's and it's best of five, so three, two, you you win, three, three zero, you win, but. Oftentimes if you do a full five round match, you are going to play two duplicate maps throughout that throughout those those rounds.
0: Yeah, so like that's a good point because if you're in competitive and you lose a map badly, you don't necessarily just want to forget about it because you don't have to worry about it later. Uh there's a good chance it might come back up and you and your team need to work out what 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 happened there, where, where you fail. So, um, and there's other game types, uh, that you can play, especially in the arcade. Like, you know, there's three V three, there's like, you know, six V six, No limit hero, stuff like that. But though we're not really going to cover those cause the main game types, that you're going to be playing. And if you listen to this podcast, you probably want to play competitive or at least, you know, kind of get into that mode. So we're not going to cover that stuff. Even though I do love the changes to 3v3, it's a lot of fun to play now. It wasn't before. (laughs)
1: Just wait for competitive Lucio ball, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I'm actually going to play quite a bit of that.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about maps. We're not going
0: to dig too deep into individual maps here, but what are some good uh, best practices across the board when you're playing maps in Overwatch?
1: Yeah, so uh, it's it's a lot of situational things, but for learning a map, you want to learn you know, where the choke points are. You want to learn where the health packs are. So there's two types of health pack. There's minis and megas they're usually referred to. Minis are the small cylindrical ones, and they will heal you for 75 health. And then megas are the uh, larger rectangular ones, and they will heal you for 250 health. So if you're maybe a tank that needs a lot of healing, you're probably going to want to remember where that mega, the closest mega health pack is, and you're going to want to go find that. And maybe if you're, you know, only like a little bit of health down and you're maybe a more mobile hero, you can just like find the closest mini health pack. Things to remember are high grounds, you know, very important in a lot of maps because it stops some of the enemy team from hitting you. It gives you a nice position to shoot at them from. So, for example, if they have maybe an enemy Reinhardt and you're up above him on high ground, then you can see, you know, above his shield into his back line, which he's trying to protect, and he can't reach you even if he tried to, because he'd have to go all the way around and up there to leaving his team alone. Another very important thing to remember is a lot of times there's multiple pathways, whether that's out of spawn, so maybe if they're right outside the spawn door. Look around, there's probably another door that you can leave from and get a good angle to shoot at the enemy from. There's also going to be multiple pathways to the point. Maybe you can go, you know, up, maybe you can go down, maybe you can go left. All of these are options. Then, another thing is always make sure that you're maybe staying with your team and also not getting maybe too far away from the objective. The whole map is open if you're on, say, a 2cp map um but if you're the attacking team who still needs to take the first point there's very few reasons you should be on the second point so maybe try to you know make sure you're staying with your team always playing the objective
0: yeah absolutely and some people who they they when they play characters like genji and tracer they think they should just go anywhere and all over the place and to a degree like yeah you that those characters do allow you to stretch a bit farther from your team but you should still be working with your team to try to get you know maybe the uh you know the kills that they need so that they can move forward you know like if they're being held back uh you know be be the tracer that you know maybe uh, hurts the tank or takes out the tank maybe get the reinhardt to turn around stuff like that not just out there trying to kill people who are respawning for them <laughs> you know like that's not necessarily what you want to do yeah you
2: want to be in the back lines but you definitely want to wait to make your moves on genji and tracer when your team starts to push, you don't want to be in there 1v3-ing one, one people. You want to jump in there when your team makes a move in.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, you want to – it's basically just, you know, moral of the story, work with your team, stay with your team. It is a team game. Overwatch is a team game. You win with your team, you lose with your team. Always remember that. All right? So uh, any any final statements on Overwatch basics?
1: Not huge ones. Just making sure, like it's it's very important to learn the heroes that you're playing and learn how to play with the team. Learn the uh, maps, learn the objectives and the the niche details. I would say, and just make sure that you're always playing with your team.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Play with your team. Don't die and stay on the payload.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so yeah, we're like, so we're gonna get more in depth into you know how not to die with your characters, you know, good positioning with your characters into in the character episodes. But for now, uh, we're gonna go ahead and and move on because this is just for Overwatch basics. Now, if you have any questions, like if you know we, we hit we touched a point and you kind of want a bit more understanding, uh, feel free to reach out to us. You can email contact at attack dot com. And uh, we will try to get your questions answered for you. Uh, also, like, you know, Ustas, why don't you tell us about Wawa's Boot Camp? Because, you know, th- these podcasts are going to be about the basics and, you know, getting players into Overwatch and, you know, teaching them how to get started with characters. But you can extend your knowledge by getting coaching at Wawa's Boot Camp.
1: Yeah. So Wawa's Bootcamp is a free coaching community. We have more than 300 grandmaster coaches. We have pros that coach and uh, all, again, all of it's free. Um, and so if you're ever looking to maybe learn a hero more in depth, uh, learn the specifics of it and have a, maybe a coach, you know, review a VOD of you playing, or maybe just spectate you while you're playing in quick play, for example. Um, then it's a great place to go. There's also just an Ask Pros Coaches channel. So if you ever have like a question, like, hey, you know, like when should I do this? Then you can just stop on by and go there. Uh, if you ever want to, you know, join Wawas Bootcamp, it's Discord.gg slash Wawas Bootcamp. W A W A S B O O T C A M P.
0: All right, and you all, you can also follow Wawa's Bootcamp on the various social platforms. Just search for Wawa's Bootcamp, correct? Yeah. Same way you just spelled it for the Discord. Okay. And uh, as for me and Bob, you can find more about us over at Mash Those Buttons, the Mash Those Buttons website, com, where we have podcasts for several different games, Uh, Me and Bob, we are on Watchpoint Radio, which is the Overwatch podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. Uh, We live stream this show every Tuesday at 9 p.m. EST. And we release the show on all podcasting platforms, you know, like iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, stuff like that. Where that gets released Wednesday morning. Uh, you can follow the show at twitter.com slash watchpointradio, but you can also follow Mashable's Buttons at twitter.com slash Mashable's uh, Buttons, facebook.com slash those Buttons, and youtube.com slash those Buttons uh, to, you know, get a hold of our content. Uh, but, you know, we also want to talk about mayhem.gg, because that, that's a tool that uh, Wawa's Boot Camp uses to help coach their their players, correct?
1: Yeah, mayhem.gg is a VOD review site that helps a ton as a coach. Um, It allows students to send me VODs and then I can do a live session or a recorded session where I can uh, talk over the video. I can pause the video. I can draw on the video. I can bring up images of other maps and draw on that. And I can talk about how, you know, like here your positioning should – be maybe here instead and you should really be playing with your team here and i can point to this and say hey you see this genji here and a lot of things like that and it helps a ton as a coach because it's just awesome for vod reviews it's a great site all right great it's definitely
0: way more intuitive than you would find on youtube so i definitely go ahead and, and check it out bob where can they find you on social media
2: You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B.
0: Right, And uh, you can find me at underscore Ja underscore says underscore J-A-A underscore on Twitter. Uh, If you enjoyed the show and you want to uh, help us out, the best way to do that uh, is to share the show with others that you think would enjoy it or that need it. You know, if you got some bronze friends, you know, maybe some silver friends, they need it. Go ahead and pass on the link to the show. And also, a uh, another way to help out is to leave a review, a rating and review on your podcasting platform of choice, whether it be iTunes, Google Play Music. And also, if you leave a review, if you want to make sure you leave the name of a, 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 the name of a character you want us to cover, and the character that gets the most votes, we will put into the next batch. Of episodes that we release, which is is, is going to be coming soon. So go over there if you want to hear about, uh, you know, leave a review, put the name of the character, put your vote in for the next character you want to hear about. All right. Additionally, I'd like to thank Good Luck Have Fun for allowing us to use sounds like Overwatch as a the theme for the show. I highly suggest you go over to Good Luck Have Fun's YouTube page and check out more of the music there. It's all uh, game based and it's basically it's it's. Uh, the sounds are taken from games themselves so it's actually pretty awesome so thanks again to good luck have fun for allowing us to use that so that's gonna wrap us up here and we will catch you guys on the next episode